Welcome into the In the Money podcast for Saturday, July 9th at Belmont Park. I'm Tom Leach, along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. couple of grade ones on a nice card up in New York. Uh, the first of the grade ones is for three-year-old Phillies that leads off the late pick five. We'll talk about it uh, before we finish up, but Jim, let's focus on, as we do each week, the late pick four, which begins in race eight with the grade three victory ride stakes. And uh, this is... Horses uh, sprinting, three and up, and who did you land on? I had a hard time uh, de- determining which one I like better, Happy Soul or Pretty Birdie. I guess I'll go with Happy Soul in here for Velasquez and Wesley Ward. Uh, this filly ran in the Ashland, the grade one, uh, but uh, caught a wet, fast track that day. Probably didn't want any part of stretching out to a mile and 16th to finish way back up the track, but went off at three to one in a grade one. Came back in the Miss Preakness and shortened back up the six furlongs. Ran much, much better. Didn't win at four to five, but uh, you know another race off the layoff. If you had the Ashland taken out of there, she's been very consistent. And Wesley gets them ready. I, I like Happy Soul quite a bit in here. But Norm Cassie and Pretty Birdie uh, coming off a couple of really good races at Churchill got beat by Monterea in the Eight Bells on Derby Day, and then came back and got beat by Wicked Halo and uh, uh, Leslie Leggy B. So I I think this horse, uh, shortening up from seven to six and a half, might have the controlling speed, and I think probably is the best of the speed horses. Uh, when we get to pick four, I'm also going to use a horse called Hot Peppers, the sixth horse, just because uh, Rudy Rodriguez takes over. He's uh, 17% first time with, uh, with him training, and this horse comes off a... Uh, non-graded stakes win uh, at six furlongs in the Jersey Girl just a few weeks ago. So uh, I think she's getting right at the right time. Could be a speed duel between her and Happy Soul, uh, and uh, her and Pretty Birdie. I think Happy Soul may have the opportunity to sit right off of them. But I'm going to use three when we get to pick four. I think Happy Soul's the one to beat, too. Um, I ended up taking a, a bit of a price swing here with the two-smash ticket only on the buyer angle. 92 buyer last time, and that was in her three-year-old debut. Now, it was at Lone Star. It's a huge step up. But she broke her maiden at Del Mar last year. So the trainer, Todd Fincher, uh, plays in in the deep end of the pool sometimes when he's got the right horse. And he took her out to uh, Del Mar, had her out there, probably part of the ship and win thing. But she uh, ran uh, against good company out there, I think uh, after breaking the maiden, ran in the Sorrento, and then was off until this race at Lone Star. And... That 92 buyer catches my eye, so I'm going to try to uh, put her on top and catch price. But when my pick four comes around, uh, got to use Happy Soul. I think she's most definitely the one to beat in there. I'm like you. I don't think she really wanted the, the two turns. I think she's going to be better uh, around one. Uh, the other ones I liked in here were the same ones you like, Pretty Birdie for Cassie. And, and uh, I like Hot uh, Peppers, too. I think she's uh, made a notable improvement in the first start for the Rodriguez barn. So uh, I think that's not to be discounted. It's a tough uh, pick four when it comes to narrowing down these races, I thought. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what your ticket structure looks like versus mine. I ended up with smash ticket on top in here. The grade one Belmont Derby is the ninth race in the second leg of the pick four. It's just three-year-olds going a mile and a quarter. And you've got uh, some European invaders. And I think... Probably a, a Euro is going to win this again, as is usually the case. I think Tiz the Bomb's probably the, the best of the U.S. horses. I think he's uh, legit good and, and could certainly win this. But I ended up 
taking a 12-to-1 horse on top that got beat almost 40 lengths last time. <laughs> Royal Patronage. Uh, I was doing some reading on the horse, and the uh, trader said the horse just uh, really doesn't like the soft turf at all. It's part of why they're bringing the horse over here, and they're going to leave him here with Graham Motion um, to get the better footing. So uh, he clearly um, needs the firmer ground that he's going to get in New York. He won the Royal Lodge Stakes last September, and that's usually uh, one of the top races for two-year-olds in Europe. And then two starts back, was second in a group two to the eventual Epsom Derby winner. You get Rosario riding, and Rosario uh, is a strong finisher, and this horse has some early speed, and I think she might be helped, or he might be helped, by the finishing ability of Rosario. So... Uh, I'm going to try Royal Patronage here. I've got Nation's Pride, though, uh, ranked up there high for Charlie Appleby. Won that uh, race on April the 29th by seven, very impressively. Stone Age for Aiden O'Brien and Ryan Moore has won at a mile and a quarter. And then Tiz the Bomb is uh, the best of the American runners for me. How do you see it? In this race, I just made it really simple. I I agree with you that Tiz the Bomb is the best American horse. And, you know, uh, they might overlook him a little bit because he was on the Derby That's trail, right. ran, ran a Kentucky Derby. He's a turf horse, and, and obviously the ownership got together and decided <laughs> and probably overruled Kenny after they ran the Breeders' Cup turf last year and got beat by a length and a half to modern games. And they said, well, let's go take him to Florida and run, on the, der- run the Derby trail. But he didn't do any good in the Holy Bull, so he took him to Turfway where he really liked the synthetic and won the Bataglia and the Jeff Ruby Stakes. And uh, and ran okay in the Derby, got beat 12 lengths, but this horse is much better on the turf, and I wouldn't be surprised if he runs really big in here. So to pick four, I'm going to use him, but I'm also going to use all four of the Euros, uh, the ones you mentioned, uh, plus Machete. I don't know much about this horse, but has run in, in really good comp- company in France, uh, has won a couple of times, and ran well in the, you know, only got beat seven lengths in a group one last time out. Chantille. So I'm going to use Machete along with the other three Euros. And I'm also going to throw in Stolen Base coming off pretty impressive American turf uh, grade two race at Churchill at a mile of 16. Uh, stretching this one out to a mile and a quarter uh, should not be a problem. And Mike Maker obviously is a, is a very good trainer. Um, the horse ran behind Tiz the Bomb in the Breeders' Cup turf last year, but they've left him on turf and synthetic. He kind of followed the same trip as um, Tis the Bomb and finished second to Tis the Bomb in the Bataglia. Had kind of a tough trip in the JR Stakes. So I'm going to use six in here. The four Europeans and the two Americans, I think, have a shot. Stolen base and Tis the Bomb. Not sure why they didn't put the Belmont Oaks in the late pick four, but uh, this gives us a couple yeah. of interesting races here to handicap because we've got first up in the 10th race, third leg of the pick four, New York Bred Maidens going seven furlongs on the turf, three-year-olds and up. So it's Maidens have uh, not a lot of form, and it's three legs in, so we can't get any read on uh, you know, a double or anything. So it's an interesting conundrum here. Where did you go? Yeah, they did one of the things that I absolutely hate when we structure our race card at Keeneland. I preach to uh, Ben Huffman and to Gatewood about, you know, if you've got a race like this at the first of the pick four or the first of the pick five, I don't understand this race sequence at all unless they had some TV issues they had to meet. So, Maybe that's um, it. Yeah, but the maiden special weight here, I, I don't have a good feel for it. I'm going to use 
the horses that are logical, I'm going to use Feathers Road for Linda Rice, but this horse is 0 for 9, so it's 10th, 10th time trying to, to break his maiden. I'm going to use Salt K for Chad Brown, uh, just the third time, lifetime start, and the first time the horses had gotten on turf. He tried to get him on turf first two and got rained off both times. Born Dancer, a first-time starter for Michelle Nevin, uh, gets Flavian Pratt. Um, I'm going to use Frank's Art for Christophe Clement, first-timer for Clement, who's 17%, gets Rosario. Um, and then I'm going to use a 12, K Mac, it's Jack. Um, a little unknown trainer here, but he's a 20% trainer, um, and uh, gets Irad Ortiz. So this horse uh, has got to be live for he's taking them out. So going to go five deep. Almost used Independent Paul. I knocked him off my ticket at the last minute to keep it under a manageable figure because I, I can't find a single in the sequence. So going to go five deep. Um, as far as the favorite, Feathers Road is probably the most accomplished for Linda Rice, but I don't like a horse that's 0 for 9. So maybe Salt K for Chad Brown first time on turf. I uh, started to go to uh, the Chad Brown horse because it wanted to run on turf the two starts last year and just got rained off. But a friend of mine who's a good handicapper on the New York circuit told me once, if the Chad horses are the, is coming in from Monmouth, those are the ones you can take a shot against, more so than the ones training uh, locally. So I'm going to take a shot against this horse for that reason, since he's going to take probably the most money, and try the 12 Hey Mac, it's Jack. Much improved when moved to the turf, had a little bit of trouble last time, and gets Irad Ortiz. Now, Franco had been riding, and he's on the, the Chad Brown horse, so maybe that's the, the angle we should follow. But uh, I'm going to try Hey Mac, it's Jack over Salt K. Then uh, Frank's Art, just uh, on the Clement Furster angle, Rosario. Feathers Road, uh, just missed last time. I'm skeptical because of that uh, record, too. Uh, but I'm going to use that one. And then Dream Point has had wide draws in his three starts, and now he's down on the rail. I think that more favorable draw gives him a chance for Gary Siaka and uh, Trevor McCarthy, so I'm going to try Dream Point in there. Uh, then, um, So I'm going to go five deep when we get to the pick four. The 11th race is now winners of two lifetime claimers, 30K level, three and up, six furlongs on the turf. And I took a shot with Giramonti in here at a bit of a price. Horse has run two solid efforts, has run well at Belmont. Leah Giamatti, I know, hasn't won, so looking to avoid getting the duck, but uh, she's a solid trainer there, and uh, your horses have, have run pretty well, just haven't gotten to the winner's circle. And then i got to use the two ward horses. I'm not real high on either one of them after five or Sheriff Bianco, but I'm not real high on anybody in here, so if I use one Wesley, I'm going to use them both. So I'm going to try one price and the two Wesley wards in here when we get to the pick four. How do you see this one? Exactly like you do. I only used one of the Wesley Wards, though, because I ran out of money. I, I actually, I, I went deep in the, the two, the second and third legs, so I've only got maybe two horses I can use here. And I used Jeremonte because I think the horse is, is uh, it's a huge drop from 80000 to 30000 Um I think the six furlongs will suit this horse well. And, uh, you know, if you go back where he uh, broke his maiden, uh back in October at Belmont at, at six furlongs on the inner turf course at a 76 buyer. And that, that will probably win this. So it kind of bothers me. That they're trying to give him away for 30,000, but you know, the purse is nice. It's $41,000 purse. So, uh, I like this horse as much as I can, like a one for 13 horse. And then I'm going to use Sheriff Bianco, who I think is the better of the two Wesley's, 
Uh, horse ran badly on this golf on this course, uh, on a yielding turf course back in May, but tossed that one. And when the one before was a 79 buyer, and then broke his maiden with an 83. So if you just if he's gotten bad, that's a problem, and that's why they're queuing him up for 30,000. But if he's good enough to run back to his other old numbers, he's got a shot in here. But I, I'm I'm like you. I don't like anything in this race. I think I really think they messed up to pick four. I think they put two really bad races in it, and uh, it's it's tough to bet either one of these two races with any confidence. Yeah, because it's you can't get a single earlier. Or we couldn't find one anyway to where you could even think about going all without just emptying the bank account. So. Uh, yeah, it's it's real challenge. I think it'll pay well if you can hit it, but it's going to be a challenge. So we're down to ticket structure time. Tell me what you did. All right, go three deep in the first leg in the uh, victory ride with Happy Soul, Pretty Birdie, and Hot Pepper. So four, five, six. Uh, really deep in the Belmont Derby, the four Europeans and two Americans stolen base uh, to test the bomb. So that would be two, six, eight, nine, ten, thirteen. And then in the maiden special way, it went five deep using uh, four, five, seven, ten, twelve. And then the last leg, I'm only going to stand with the four and the five. And like I said, I'm not real comfortable. If you can find something when you structure your own ticket, if you can narrow down those first races and go deeper in the last leg, you'll probably have a better shot of hitting it. But I've got four, five, six with two, six, eight, nine, ten, thirteen, with four, five, seven, ten, twelve, with four, five, and that's a ninety dollar ticket. These uh, races are uh, so competitive, I thought we might end up with some pretty dramatically different tickets, but really uh, we're mostly on the same horses. I'm going to, uh, where you're throwing out one horse for budget reasons at the end, I'm going to throw out one on the big, on the front end. Um, and my, my feeling is always, it's like, I'd rather know I'm out early than to get uh, <laughs> uh, stung late. So I'm going to just go too deep in the victory ride, smash ticket and happy soul. And, uh, I'm scared of pretty birdie and hot peppers, but uh, I'm keeping the ticket uh, down to $60. So I'm using two there. 8, 9, 10, 13 in the Belmont Derby. 1, 4, 5, 7, 12 in the 10th race. And then 4, 5, 6 in the 11th for a $60 ticket. Uh, really uh, challenging uh, late pick four sequence. And even more so if you try to expand it out to the late pick five, which starts in the 7th race with the grade one Belmont Oaks. And um, since that is a grade one, I thought it'd be fun to, to talk about that one too. We're not going to give out a pick five ticket, but we are going to just talk about who we like in the Belmont Oaks. Who do you like? Well, again, it's the Europeans that you got to look at, and there are four of them in here um, that, I've, that I've looked at. I think the two O'Brien horses on the outside, one for Joseph and one for Aiden, are probably stronger than the inside horses, Concert Hall, for Aiden O'Brien, the 10, with Ryan Moore coming over to ride. And Johnny Velasquez began to come out for Joseph O'Brien on Agartha. These horses are stepping up in class, but um, Agartha did race in the in a great group one in France and then a group one in Ireland. So they're, they're fight, fighting the better competition over there. Concert Hall coming out of three straight group ones and has run third, fourth, and fifth. New Year's Eve intrigues me a little bit. For uh, Brendan Walsh and Louis Saez picking up the mount, brought the horse from Churchill, where she won the Edgewood easily last time out over McCulley, who's also in this race, uh, and was hit 14 to 1. So she developed really quickly. She came out of fairgrounds with kind of mediocre speed figures, but jumped up from a 75 to a 91 
Um, so they think enough of her to bring her to New York and shoot for the big money here, a million dollar, $700,000 race. So um, if the horse likes to stretch out to a mile and a quarter, likes the Belmont track, maybe she's got a shot to knock off one of the Europeans. But I think the Europeans are are always the favorites in these big races at Belmont. And I, if I were going to play a pick five, I would have to use the two on the outside for the O'Briens and plus New Year's Eve for Brendan Walsh. I ended up taking with the moonlight, uh, looking for a little price here uh, from the European contingent. This horse had a big move forward on time form figures in her three-year-old debut, and I watched a couple of her races, and she has a nice uh, turn of foot uh, when the opening came. She really shot through it, and that's what I like to, to see out of a turf horse. And it's Godolphin, Charlie Appleby, DeTori. Appleby's got such a great record shipping over here that I'm going to try to catch him here for a little bit of a price, hopefully, with the moonlight. I like the two on the outside, like you, from the O'Brien family, Concert Hall and Agartha. Um, I thought New Year's Eve was uh, certainly worth a long look. Consumer spending would be the other one. Horses won four out of five for Chad Brown, and uh, four out of her last five. And uh, I think uh, she's the, probably the best of the Chads. But uh, I'm going to try and uh, get a catch a price there with with the moonlight on top. So I think I've got... I think the shortest one I've got on top in any of these races is six to one. So uh, I could have a really good day or just crash and burn. But <laughs> yeah, uh, well. if I can catch, you know, those those days, if you like prices, if you just catch one of them, uh, sometimes you can do do well. So we'll see. Anything special going on uh, pre Saratoga or just gearing up for Saratoga and Del Mar? Yeah, Saratoga starts, you know, next week, and uh, we always get a lot busier at the OTB, and, and obviously people bet more on King and Select when Saratoga starts, so it's uh, it's an exciting time. It's, it's a lot like the opening of Kingmont, so uh, people have been waiting for Saratoga. I've got Twitter friends are from the Northeast, and they are just uh, chomping at the bit to get there, just like they do at Kingmont here in the, in the spring and fall. Well, we'll so be, that, uh, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that, so this weekend is kind of the precursor to that but this is a nice card at belmont yeah it really is i think you i think you really got a shot at making some money and uh even if you don't like the last two races you can play a nice pick three with those three really good stakes races yeah and they've had a lot of small fields up there for this weekend this is a nice uh, group of horses in these all these turf races uh so hopefully we can all build our bankroll a little bit for those challenging races coming up at saratoga which we'll be talking about next week on our next edition of the in the money podcast for KeelanSelect.com.